Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sweet Shots Podcast, episode 21. Lucas Johnson alongside Mark Johnson and Chuck Johnson back with another phone interview. We we're uh, blessed today with the uh, great presence of Chris Geis. Um, I don't know your exact title, Chris, if it's director or it's with the Dakota Junior Golf Association, correct? Uh, yeah, my, I guess my true title is the executive director for the Dakota Junior, and I'm also the assistant director for North Dakota Golf Association. So, so we, have, don't, uh, we use titles loosely around here. We just all get together <laughs> and make the work happen. So kind of like you guys there, we know how it goes. Yep. That's, that's great. So heavily involved with uh, junior golf in the area, which um, having grown up in, in it myself, uh, very thankful, very impressed with what you guys are doing and the moves you're making because uh, there is some high-level talent around the area and um, I believe we've talked about it with Tom Hoagie, who we had on the show. We've talked about it with Amy Olson, just the exposure for these kids, the ability to go out and, and play these events and, and grow the game that way is uh, fantastic. So thank you for, for all your work you're doing around here. It's uh, not gone unnoticed. Well, thanks. We appreciate that. You know, that's kind of been our goal is to, um, since I've been involved now for 15, 18 months, is, uh, it's kind of been our goal is to bring some of that bigger event field to North Dakota, I felt like, um, you know, my story, and I've said it enough, but I'll quick run through it with you guys, is, you know, I own my own business and raised my kids, and my son was really into junior golf, so from the time he was five through age 18, we traveled the country, and when he was about 15 or 16, I had an opportunity to get involved with Dakota Junior, and it just didn't work yet, because I wanted to watch him play more and stuff, And but the whole time, I was always taking notes of, you know, hey, why can't we have some of these events like this up in North Dakota? There's no reason that our kids should have to travel 500 miles or our family should have to spend thousands of dollars to get to a big event. And, you know, last summer we did our best to expand, start the expansion. And I think if you've looked at our schedule this year, I mean, our expansion is statewide up and down the Red River Valley, up and down through the centers of the state. Um, we've added some big events now. It'll be junior golf scoreboard ranked. Uh, obviously Lucas, you're familiar with that and how important that is. Um, we've also done some things on the NDGA side to get scores so that the events are world golf ranked world amateur golf ranked um you know i think it's just taken the ins and outs of making that happen and you know our board is very aggressive and they're willing to let me run with some of those things and it's almost um i hate to say this but i'm a more of an ask forgiveness guy and uh, you know, i'll just go make things happen and you know if something goes wrong then we'll solve it but um for the most part it's been really positive and the feedback we've gotten just in the, in the last year has been you know taking events to places like Fargo Country Club and making top, you know, qualifying events where they advance to junior worlds and things like that. And that's what we've always wanted for the last 15 years. And some of those big events went away. So being able to bring those here and as part of our expansion is really exciting and it's just going to continue to grow. Yeah. Well done, Chris. This is Mark. Um, to have a presence in the Eastern side of the state, um, what's, what's been the challenge? Is it just a course availability or is it, is it just, literally been giving it some attention you you've been fantastic from uh from my seat watching you operate you you seem to get things done and you get them done in a hurry you have a plan to get them done what what's been the reason maybe why we hadn't had that presence uh of the junior golf association in this side of the state can you attribute it to um, anything you know I, I think the biggest thing was um up until two years ago uh you know Tim Doppler did the majority of 
all the planning and all the scheduling and obviously with NDGA and with his job at Riverwood, he's super busy. Um, they would have somebody in the summer position that would just go, you know, area to area to run the events. And finally, when, you know, Tim talked to me about taking over and I knew what Tim's vision was, Tim's wanted this thing to blow up just like he's, you know, the NDGA, you look at what Tim's done with that and expanding that and making those events better. You know, that's always been the vision of everybody over here. And finally with myself, it's just been, you know, like, okay, if I'm going to take this position we're all in, I mean, we're not going to, and so, you know, the first thing I said is there's no reason this isn't a statewide event. The, the kids from Fargo shouldn't have to travel all the way to Minneapolis or even further to plan a big time event. There's no reason that, you know, we're not hosting the type of events that are getting the South Dakota kids to come here and the Montana kids to come here. And, you know, you look at the Bismarck to Fargo corridor. I mean, look south and west. There's nothing for junior golf. I mean, I talked to Wyoming. I talked to Montana. I talked to Tom in South Dakota a lot. You know, there's no major, major events. And I think that's our next step is, you know, this year we've added the Missouri River Classic, which is a three-day event over Father's Day weekend here in Bismarck. It's not only juniors, but it's also got the adult division. That's going to become a really big deal. We've got some qualifying spots from there. Um, So I think the biggest thing as far as coming your way, Mark, was, just somebody to have the vision and the time to make it happen. You know, it takes time to, you know, organize and make a schedule and Hey, who's going to be there. And, you know, the first thing I did is I, as I was working last year, I was, you know, I, I know some of these high school coaches very well. I spent a lot, I spent five, six years as an assistant high school coach while my son was playing. I got to know these guys. Um, you know, I identified a couple of guys who kind of fit our vision, you know, and Brock Ellingson at Fargo Shanley and Aaron Canodal at West Fargo Cheyenne have both been very successful and not only very successful, you know, Brock is super committed to the game of golf and he loves it. And he's, his teams continue to grow and get better. And Aaron Canodal, he's got sons that are involved in the game. He's got a son that's going on to play college golf at the university of Mary. They've been very successful. So first thing I did was bring those two on board. They're going to be our summer staff to the East and run our events over the East. So they worked on scheduling and stuff like that. Uh, the next thing we did is identified a couple of college kids that can come on our staff that have been very successful. Obviously the first one is Jake Scarproot. He's going to be part of our summer staff. So, you know, once we put some names like that and some people like that in place, the next thing was simply to just find a golf course. And, you know, one of the things Dakota Jr. does that I like is we don't come asking for your golf course for free. We pay for the access, you know, and so it's, you know, it's a give back to the golf course. It's not just, oh, hey, can we have it? And we know golf courses want to give to the juniors. But when you're filled with a scramble every day and men's day, three days a week and ladies day and you're you're looking for it's it's hard to find and you know we go tea times with our events which also makes it a little easier we don't have the shotgun that ties you up all day you know give us three hours of tea times let us bang it out we'll get it going so once we got to that point and then it's like how are you ever going to crown like you know like everybody else does a true state champion a true state junior champion unless you're out touching everybody and that was you know just a big step for us is once we got the far, you know, James, we've, we've gotten as far as Jamestown. And then last year we started with the Russ Newman Invitational at Fargo Country Club. And that brought the 80 best players or 66 of the 80 best players in North Dakota. And then the next step was, hey, we need to be up and down the Red River Valley. And that was always our goal from day one when I took over was how can we get up and down. You know, and this year we're two events in Grand Forks, four events in Fargo. Um, we're a little further south. We're down to Wapaton. You know, we've got, um, I think we're even over in Moorhead for one I don't have in front of me. But those guys did a nice job of adding those. And. You know, I think, you know, our, our goal at Dakota Junior, and I think this is important for everybody that's listening to know is, and you've noticed this, Mark, in our communications is we're just here to, to expose junior golf, right? I mean, that's what we want. We don't care. We do a ton of work with the Minot Junior Golf Association, which is very successful. We're here to help promote your events. You know, we don't we don't need our name on everything. We don't need, um, I joke that the more events we have, the more money it costs us, but that's fine because that's what we're here for. But, you know, if you've got something going on and you're in Linton or Botno or 
New Salem. We want to promote that junior golf event, and that's what we're here for. So once we've gotten everybody on that page, you realize that, hey, we're just here to help expose more kids to the game. And, um, you know, we've got several new things, and we'll talk about those in a bit here, I'm sure. But that was the biggest thing is just, you know, the time to plan. How, how do you put it in place? How do you make sure? And we had to put good people in right away. So now when we have five or six of our staff members show up at an event, you know, I kind of jokingly tell the pros, hey, on the days we come, we'll have six people on the course. You take the morning off and go play somewhere. We we'll go. take yeah. care of things. You know, we'll we'll make it easy on you. You don't have to babysit. We'll have six guys there. Somebody will be on the first tee. Five guys will be on the course. We'll make sure everything's handled. And that was, you know, the guys out west here who we've done, who we've run events with, they see that that's how smooth things run. So we're really excited about the future and where it can go as far as we continue to expand. Yeah, congratulations. You got a roadmap, and uh, and it looks like you got everything in place to be able to execute it. That's that's fantastic. So these tournaments, it's not just um, I, I think it's not just players' events, correct? I mean, you're offering programs or, or events for for kids of all abilities. Is that is that a fact? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we start with our you know, in this year. We haven't added the beginners tour to the east yet, just because of the time. You know, we want to get we want to walk first and then run. But for instance, in the west now, we've added beginners tour events also, which are they're only nine hole events. We have them in the evenings and. I jokingly refer to them as little league golf because we want grandma and grandpa and mom and dad to come watch, you know, Dakota junior golf. We run about two, almost 1900 kids through lessons here in Bismarck Bandan of all ages. And, you know, it always used to be okay. Well, they can't start playing in these events till they're age 10, you know, and then last year I added the beginners tour, which we started with ages five, five through seven was our youngest. So then it was the, the, the biggest thing was, okay, now they've had lessons Let's go see them in action. Just like, you know, what's the best part of Little League Baseball or junior hockey or soccer? It's the Saturdays when it's game day and mom and dad can come, you know, watch you play and you cheer for a good pass or you cheer for somebody that scores a goal. We want to see them make that 15-foot putt and everybody claps or somebody hit a great chip. And, you know, so that's how we've kind of exposed it. And what we like with the beginner's tours, we know kids are busy with hockey. They're busy with baseball in the summer. They're going to basketball camps, you know. On that beginner's tour side, which we're starting to expand also, Hey, go do one of those other things, but come play golf once, you know, every other week, try, try a golf event just to see if it's something you're into, you know? So that's on the tournament side. And then, you know, we started something that's very popular and we're doing it with you guys now at Sweet Shots on March 25th also. And our, we only announced it yesterday for Sweet Shots, but it's already seen, we've already been filled with emails, but it's called the new to golf event. And basically what it is, is we just want people to bust down that door of how do you ask the first question? And if you didn't grow up in a golf family and, or you're a young golf. I use the example of the 30 year old who's got two kids and he was a college, the dad was a college football player and mom played college volleyball. And walking up to that clubhouse to ask the first question of where do we start is really hard. Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just not easy. Yeah. So with this new to golf event that we're doing on the 24th here in Bismarck and on the 25th at Sweet Shots at your place, it's a chance just to get that first introduction. Like, Hey, come here, we'll show you what's next. You know, and I know it sounds funny to those of us that are all who've been a long time in the golf community is to ask that question. But I go back to talking about my daughter. She was in a, she was big into rodeo. So you can imagine some of the conversations I had or phone calls I would make talking about what kind of things need to happen in a rodeo and stuff like that. But that's what we're trying to do with new to golf. And that's where you talk about, you know, it doesn't matter. Have you ever played? Have you never played? We can get you involved. We can introduce you to somebody that can give you a lesson, talk to you about the next thing that's going to happen. Um, Tour Edge, we worked with Tour Edge. The pricing is fantastic just to get your kid a brand new set of clubs or if you're a young adult or whatever. And that's what we're about. We're about growing it. We want these, you know, our new 
for the last year, we talked about, you know, developing the next group of lifelong golfers. And that's really what we want. We want to fill sweet shots. We want to fill, Ed, you know, Edgewood. We want to fill every golf course in Fargo and Bismarck and Jamestown for eternity with players. And I think the reason, the way to do that is by attracting these new families. And we've kind of changed our tune on Dakota junior golf. And at a lot of meetings, I'm like, Hey, remember, we're also Dakota new to golf. We want these 30 year old families where nobody's ever touched a club and we want to get them involved. So I think that's been really popular as we've grown. Love it. Yeah. Chris, this is Chuck and you know, Mark and I absolutely appreciate this partnership and we're excited to, uh, to announce this as we look at bringing uh, new to golf, a new golf event coming here later in March. And when Mark and I came with the idea like Sweet Shots, our vision as we grew up with parents that were uh, in a position where they ran the junior program here in Fargo for many years, just seeing the the opportunity to give families and, and young kids uh, opportunity to be introduced to this awesome game is something that's super exciting for us. As, as we have people listening, how can maybe – point us in a direction of they want to learn a little bit more information um if it's out out west uh as you guys talked about that beginners beginners tour or maybe with this new golf event that's coming is that all on a website or where can we point folks to chris yeah you can get everything at djga.org that's our dakota junior website we've got the they can click right there now to order their clubs to be picked up in fargo um it's also going to have the full schedules one thing with our schedules is we don't do any registration until may 1st the reason for that for tournaments is our schedules are out there we don't do any registration until may 1st and the main reason on that is Family's plans change. We don't want to register too soon. And then, oh, hey, the doctor's appointment or something came up. So, so but yeah, it's all on djga.org. Um, you can follow, you can find us on Facebook, Dakota Junior Golf Association. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at, at DAK Junior Golf. Um, you know, I think partnerships like we have with you guys, and it's been really cool. I mean, you know, it started back when we had the NDGA event this winter in December there. And, you know, the one thing led to another. And then, you know, the next thing became, hey, you know, there, I had a lot of reach out from your, your high school teams in your area saying, you know, it's hard for us to find somewhere. And not all of our kids can always afford to pay to go to wherever, you know. So then, you know, Mark and I had great communication. And I know he had communication with you guys. And having the bay there that kids can just call ahead and schedule a tea time. And as long as it's open, they can get access. I mean, you know, what a, what a treat for these kids to have access to such a great facility and not have to, and mom and dad, not to have the pressure of how am I going to pay for that? I think that's been super popular. I mean, in our talks and our texts back and forth, it seems like it's worked really well for us. Uh, we do the same thing here at the bubble here in Bismarck. So the kids can get on there for free as well. Um, you know, it was just our next natural step with the new to golf event. Um, also for the month of March, and we're just starting to send some stuff out on that. Um, Mark and I have talked about for the month of March, uh, we're holding a virtual long drive competition. I got do is take a picture of your long drive that you hit at sweet shots send it to us on one of our social medias at the end of the month of march whoever in the adult divisions and junior divisions men and women whoever has the longest drives on the pictures gets free golf out of Medora bully pulpit um, the cool thing about working with you guys and working with everybody to the east has been you know there's a lot of great golf out here to the west and there's a lot of great golf to the east and i think that's just kind of our job at dakota junior and ndga is bring everybody together and i think you guys, you know, seem excited to have somebody that's willing to put that together. And on my end of it, it's just been real easy with somebody who's excited as you guys are to make that happen. Yeah. Well that, that long drive contest, I think that's going to be, uh, that's going to be fun. I, I know it's, uh, we do kind of our own in-house leaderboards here, but to make it statewide, that's going to be pretty cool. I think, uh, and then throw yeah, in, throw in around a golf. It you know? can just be, or it can be um, in a round, whatever they're playing on one of your machines. When they hit a long one, all I got to do is take a picture, stand by it, point it, 
point at it and send it to us on social and we'll pick the winner at the end of the month. I think it'll be really cool. Chris, is there age uh, groupings there? Because I got no shot against LJ. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, we're going to just follow our age groupings that we have um, that we do with NDGA. So we'll have uh, we'll have a junior winner, we'll have an open division winner, we'll have a mid-am winner, and then we'll have a senior and super senior also. So we got all the divisions covered there. So Close. once we start to see the scores post, we'll sort everybody into the correct division. I love it. All right, I got a chance. You got a chance. All <laughs> chance. Saying there's a chance. There is a chance. <laughs> yeah, we've we've you know that um, you're running the same system at, at the at the bubble in in uh, Bismarck. Uh, in Bismarck yeah. that we do that top tracer and there are some fun um, contests that whether it's long drive or closest to the hole. I know we did that last night, Chris. We're doing a we're doing a fundraiser for a scholarship in uh, and uh, our dad's name. Uh, Lucas's grandfather. There's a scholarship at Shanley High School for for golfers, um, and we've had a uh, ongoing fundraising closest to the hole contest at Pebble Beach, number seven. Um, it's a nice. hole in one, hole in one contest. Hole in one, yeah, actually, hole in one. Okay, okay. And, and no one's won the hole in one yet, but it, it, there's there's a, many fun games on that top tracer for sure. It's it's amazing. In fact, um, we just solidified a deal here with our park board to um, in Bismarck. We're adding eight more bays to the upper level, so we'll have eighteen bays. We nice. have ten that awesome. Dakota Junior has been involved, and in. we did a matching grant with them, so we'll have eighteen. And you know. We just finished our winter kids clinics. We did free winter kids clinics. We had 160 little guys registered for them here in Bismarck, wow. ages five through eight. You know, we play the go fish game on there. They just love the go fish love game it. and all yeah. that kind of, you know, those kind of things. So that technology has been fantastic. You know, the other thing I quick want to talk about is, and you've probably seen on our social media, is we started DJGA on campus this year. Yes. Jamestown did it as a test run for us. And what it is is they host three three days of free clinics. They use snag golf equipment on campus um they hold it in their field house and um then we dakota junior golf uh does some funding for their uh college college teams huge numbers in jamestown for that this year next year we're hoping that all the college teams in north dakota jump on board and let us put some money into their uh into their team's budgets and on the back side of it um, provide some junior golf to the local communities as well so that was very popular for us I would agree. I would think those colleges would jump on, uh, you know, money's tight everywhere, especially yeah, those right. college programs. Uh, Lucas is nodding. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's going to be great. Um, you know, the, the work you guys are doing for, for junior golf. And, and like I said before, having grown up on it to see the change, the, the accessibility, um, just the options that are available for kids. I mean, it's, it's fantastic now. And you look at, you know, how do you, how do you provide these kids with opportunities going forward outside of junior golf? Um, I think there's a, a much clearer path, a wider path for these kids now that are looking to play, you know, whether it is a, a Jamestown, you marry NDSU, UND, whatever, you know, the, or even going somewhere else and playing you know, that path has become much clearer yeah. for, for kids up here. Yeah. Um, absolutely more attainable and absolutely and Mayville even just added a team so that's another team in the area that kids can play at you know and the the number one question that comes through my inbox believe it or not on my on my email is from college coaches looking for young ladies to play golf absolutely. it's amazing how many and if you've got a daughter that wants to get into it i mean it's crazy how many people are emailing me hey 
who are the, some of the best ladies, you know, they, for whatever reason, you know, they, they just, they're look they're constantly looking to fill some more golf scholarships for the ladies. So that's, you know, been very successful for us. We've got, um, the herbal girls, one of them is going to Baylor. One of them, I can't remember where the other one just signed. Um, off the top of my head, uh, we've got uh, several girls going to Black Hill State that were part of Dakota Junior Golf Program. So um, we've got boys, like you said, at UMary. We've got boys headed all different parts of the country, too. So I, I think it's just, you know, in the last 18 months, we've put enough on the map to continue to make it go. But I think we can really continue to continue to grow it more and more as, as the next 18 months go to where it's all over the country with where kids are going to college. I agree, That's Chris. Excellent. Yeah, and I can speak as a parent of a of a of a college female golfer. Uh, my daughter Cassie graduated in eighteen from Shanley, went to the University of Mary. The first two years she was there, there wasn't a women's program offered. They decided that they would start a women's program. She literally had not played golf for two years since high school, and went out for the program and became the captain her senior year and played in the number two, three spot. And it was one of the, I'll, you know, one of the best experiences she's had her entire life. And it's not that she was the greatest golfer in the world. And that's what folks and parents need to know out there. There's opportunities for, for girls and women in college golf with, without breaking 90. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's out there. And I think we're raising the bar as far as the quality and stuff like, but the depth of what they need to fill those spots, it's, it, you're exactly right there. And I think that that's what they need to realize is, you know, these high school athletes that are playing three or four sports and shooting 88 at the state tournament, what would they shoot if they just focused on golf for a year, right? right? I mean, yeah. now they're shooting 77. And I think there's plenty of opportunity for that. Well, Chris, I, I tell you what, your enthusiasm and uh, and and your uh, your your ability, as we're seeing, to to promote junior golf, promote golf in our state and region, um, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time. I think there's going to be benchmarks where you're going to see, yeah, our numbers are increasing, but when we look over the course of time, the impact of what you're doing, your association's doing, how we're all banding together to to make this game grow. Uh, I think we're really going to see the benefits of that, you know, a decade or more down the road. And uh, so your passion comes through and I, we're all nodding. Yeah. We're really uh, impressed with what the work you're doing, Chris, and we look forward to working with you. Uh, well, I appreciate down the road. that. And I mean, it definitely would not be easy without guys like you that are so easy to work with and just love hearing the opportunities. You know, I do a lot of things with Steve Kotzik and we all know that Steve's been around in the game of golf in North Dakota for as long as anybody. And, there's days that he, you know, he's like, you know, I thought about that 25 years ago, but I just didn't know how to implement it. Let's do it. You know? So, I mean, that's what it takes. I mean, just, you know, let's throw it out there and see if it works. And well, if that doesn't work, we'll find a different way. But when it's guys like you that have facilities like you have, and you're willing to open your doors and work with us, that's uh, as solid as it can get. We always look forward to that. So we appreciate all three of you guys. You bet. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. And uh, yeah, as a, as a previous junior golfer, thanks for, thanks for all you're doing. It's uh yep. Fun to watch, and I know kids really enjoy competition. There's great competition around the area. So um, for our listeners, keep an eye uh, on some of these leaderboards coming in and, and yep. you know, get, get kids involved. I think that's a, a great way to do it. Well, um, we should get Chris on as the season and just the uh, golf yes. season starts this summer. Chris would have you back on and get an update on how yeah, – uh, think... In fact, let's do it face-to-face next time. I'll buy lunch. Love it. Awesome. Well, I'm always right. down for a lunch. <laughs> Careful All what right. you wish for there, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great, guys. Thanks awesome, a lot, Chris. Chris. Thanks so much. All right, th- thank you, guys. Yep. yep. See ya. Yep. Bye.
That's Chris Geis, everyone. That's uh, he is the executive director, Dakota Junior Golf Association, and assistant director for the North Dakota Golf Association. That's quite the title. Titles. Got a lot going on. Titles. Multiple. Yes. Multiple. I I like that uh, the beginners tour concept, and I know he mentioned out just out west currently, but the idea of just introducing that game to to young kids and. He's right. It's intimidating. And as I can't yeah. imagine as a family walking up to a pro shop and like, what do you even ask? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. A lot of them, you know, do I have to have my own clubs? That's where I think he gets it, right? And and being able to introduce that game to to the young kids, that's awesome concept. Right. right. Yes. It's uh it's gonna be fun to follow along and I'm I'm excited. You know, March twenty fifth, I don't think can come soon enough for us and we talk about how we grow the game here. Um as kind of an unconventional way. Um for golfers to get in introduced. Um, I think the more relaxed laid back environment definitely uh, plays into that. And I think it's going to be a fantastic time. Um, and that's the new to, to golf, new event, to golf right? event here yeah. at sweet shots yep. where I believe 10 AM to 2 PM yep. to, to come up, pick up, pick up your clubs. We've got a hour bay time and in, included in that, I believe. If um, you purchase a set of clubs, if you purchase a set of clubs through the yep. NDGA, you're going to get GA. One of their, yeah. it's all affiliates. Yep. Yep. So you can come and you can uh, pick up your clubs and you're going to get a voucher for a hour of golf. For those that already have clubs, perhaps, yep. uh, we'll launch more of our information, what we're going to do from 10 to 2 that day. But that'll be a, a great day to, um, you know, if, if say you already have clubs or you have a grandchild that has clubs or a son, daughter that you're not looking for equipment, but you're still looking for information about what's happening in the community as far as opportunities for instruction, yep. in, opportunities for playing, you know. The Steve Widener FM Junior Tour has been a staple for 30-plus years uh, here in our community. Gives uh, parents and kids a great opportunity there. I know Fargo Parks is launching a new program uh, this summer as well. We'll probably get them on. Yes. Um, yep. So there, 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 there are opportunities out there. Um, not that the folks in town haven't been, haven't been doing something, but this, th- what they're doing out west and bringing, I see this players tour, um, giving kids an opportunity to have quality um, competition without having to drive to the cities. That's, yep, sure. that's a big win. Sure. If it's going to be recognized by coaches. Yes. And that's the, that's the challenge there. But, uh, so and there's a lot of great programs going on. And the new to golf guys, sorry, is that this event coming for us in March? Is that for juniors only? If I'm an adult and I'm new to golf, is there club, is this partnering and allow for adults? As yep. Well? Adults. And so okay. there's uh, varying prices as far as the set that you can buy. I think the juniors is as low as a hundred bucks for a set of brand new set of tour edges. Okay. Um, and but as an adult, I could come in that day absolutely. too and get a, a discount on a set of clubs. And with a purchase, you get uh, bay time as well. Well, they want you to go online and purchase your clubs ahead of time. Okay. okay? So you go to the Dakota Junior Golf Association.org. Yep. You order your set, may, adult male clubs, adult female clubs, junior. Then those clubs will be delivered to Sweet Shots and you pick them up on the 25th. Perfect. But if somebody yep. you know didn't take that avenue and came in the door and wanted... Hey, I'm I'm looking for a set of clubs. We'd we'd get them a set of clubs. Beautiful. So absolutely, um, yeah. Well, we uh, better get into our first break here. That was a fantastic interview with uh, yep. Chris Geis. Um, great to have him on. So we're going to take our first break. Stick around. We've got a lot to discuss for PGA and some DFS. So we'll be right back. This segment brought to you by Sweet Shots Adult Learn to Play Program. We just had a great conversation with Chris Geis. Um, about getting some clubs to introduce, but also some lessons. We get into some lessons here at Sweet Shots, our adult learn to play program. It's a four week session 
Um, we do it on Thursdays, I believe. We switched uh, switched it from Mondays. Now it's Thursdays, 5.30 to 6.30. Um, join myself, Lucas Johnson, and Jim Bigelow as we get you going on the how-tos of golf over makeup of a golf set, some grip, stance, posture, some real basic stuff here. Adult Learn to Play program here at Sweet Shots begins March 23rd. Get signed up online at SweetShots.com under the Golf Academy tab. Hope to see you there. Let's get better today, guys. Let's get better today. Beautiful. I think that's a great program, LJ. We just talked about the intimidation factor of trying to get into this game, walking up to a pro shop. You guys simplify the process, and it's it's non-threatening. We we had some tremendous success with it, uh, even towards the end of the end of the fall season. There, um, people are hungry for the game. And I think getting back into the spring, we've been around for a little bit. We've done it. Um, yep. I, I'm really excited. We've kind of fine tuned our process and so looking forward to it. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, Jim's fantastic to work with. He's amazing at, at beginner golfers and he's very good at simplifying the game. Um, you talk about the, how complicated some of the questions are just walking in. Now you got to throw a, the mechanics of the golf swing in there and, and we do a, a fantastic job simplifying it. And you're surrounded Perfect. by others in the same skill level. Exactly. So it's uh, the intimidation factor drops quite a bit. No yep. one's going to be waiting on you. So. And the facility is fun. And it is a fun so, environment. Yep. Yes. If you want to hit golf balls at the fish game, you can do that. It, yep. There's no pressure. And we do not uh, we do not bar any drinking during these lessons oh, either. So you can so, drink. Yeah, so, yeah order yeah, a drink. Like, you're encouraged. Yeah. If you're over 21. 21, 21 and over. Yeah. Yep. Adult. Yep. Good golf. Yep. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Well, let's let's uh, jump in here. Well, let's recap last week a little bit because yeah. um, while it wasn't necessarily the strongest field, um, the storylines were fantastic. A PGA National, um, Jack Nichols course, the Bear Trap, probably the hardest finishing holes I think on the on the PGA Tour, at least some of them. Um, but talk about the final two battle. Um, between between our our guys, I had it in front of me. Now. Chris Kirk, Chris Kirk, and Cole, and, and Eric, Eric Cole. Eric yeah. Cole. Yep. I mean, these two guys were grinders on the mini tour. Uh, Chris Kirk hasn't won since twenty seventeen. I think it's, it's been, been eight years. Yeah, eight years. Yep. He overcame alcoholism. That's right. Yeah, he took a year off to. I mean, he he really struggled with that, and so you know he's sober and four years sober. Yeah. I mean, one thing to win when you're leaning on on a chemical dependency, right? It probably affected him negatively at times on the golf course, but at times maybe it, you know, I'm not going to say it helps, but sometimes guys find that sweet spot when they drink um, or use or whatever, but for him to overcome that and then win again sober. Yeah. That's pretty pretty great story. And then you got Eric Cole, who's, who's a corn fairy grinder. I mean, the guy, I mean, this was, um, I didn't think he gets many PGA tour starts and he found a way all the way up. Was he Monday qualifier? He was a Monday qualifier, wasn't he? I don't think he was a Monday qualifier. No, no, he wasn't. But he comes from uh, parents was. that are Gerard was. talented in the game, right? His yes. mom played LPGA, and then his yeah. dad had Laura a Laura Ba. One more like time. Laura Ba is his mother. Oh, I thought you swore at me. <laughs> no, I said Laura Ba. <laughs> That's enough, Chuck. <laughs> there were like, she had posters. What do you mean? There were posters of Laura Ba they made back when she played. Posters. That's the, that's the bar? Once there's posters, you're... You made it? I mean, yeah. back in the day. Do they yeah. still do posters? I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, yes, sure. men's and women's golf do a poster. Yeah. The only poster I remember of an LPGA player was Jan Stevenson. See, that was, yeah, Laura Bod was the leading up to the Jan Stevenson poster. Okay. Yeah. Jan, 
Oh, Laura Bob opened the doors for the exactly. Piano. I'm with you. Exactly. She was she was a trendsetter. Okay. And and Eric, he's like 32, 34. I think, and he yeah. looks young. I mean, he does. Yeah, he does look young. Yeah. And they were talking about he's a diabetic. Okay. And that kind of he's a tiny guy. Too. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Do you see his golf swing? Both those yeah. guys have fantastic golf swings. I mean, Chris Kirk's might be like one of the smoothest ones I've seen. You can take a nap during his swing. It is so smooth. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so like yeah. effortless, but he yeah. bombs it. Yeah. Um, so there was plenty. I mean, even though it wasn't marquee names, when you start to uncover their stories, yeah. You know, you had guys, the Monday qualifier, I forget the fellow's name that probably finished for Gerard. Yeah. Gerard. Yeah. Gerard. Yeah. yeah. Monday qualifies. That's not an easy deal, right? Yeah. It's his what biggest are you paycheck to, of his life. Yeah. Is it like a grand a Monday qualify? At least, yeah, it's it's crazy expensive to not win anything, right? You're paying in to have a chance to have a chance to make yeah. money. Yeah, it's not necessarily the route guys should be leaning on to not, get on tour. No, I mean you would you have to. I mean, because a lot of these Monday qualifiers, you have to shoot sixty four, sixty three, sixty two to get in, and then you have to play equally as well that whole week. To so, make a paycheck. So literally life-changing for this young man. Yeah. Yes. Well, absolutely. 300 and some thousand? 400? For that Sounds right. right. Yep. yep. And I think it's good like, for him. Like four. And he's in. He's in this week. Yes. At Bay Hill. That's right. And and same with Eric Cole. And, I mean, that, this was his biggest paycheck as well. And that was, yeah. um, uh, off the top of my head, I didn't, I don't it was remember, a lot, but it was a lot. So if you're, if you're Eric Cole and you've never done well on the tour, haven't even gotten many starts probably, are you... I know, I know he's upset or disappointed he didn't win, but put, you put yourself in his shoes. Right. I mean, you got to be pretty sad. So, for the listener, second for place, the listeners, right? they, yeah, they went extra holes. Yep. Playoffs. Went to a playoff. Was he leading coming down to the. No, he was one back no, and he was Kirk one bogeyed back. That's the 18th. Right. Oh, so he almost hit the Honda. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Off the rocks. <laughs> that would have been something. You get to take, do you get to take the car home if you're windshield? It's like the hole in one contest. When if you if you hit it out in the middle of a pond over there, you get to take it. So sorry. So he goes extra holes and he loses in the playoff. Great performance. To your question, how disappointed are you? I mean, obviously you're disappointed, but as well, a competitor, you are. But I think as in the grand scheme of things, yeah. you look at your career. Yeah, you know you can't be disappointed. Right. That. You know it's kind of like a yeah, this one stings, but hopefully it sounds like both these guys have a great head on their shoulders. So they're able to see a big picture of everything. Right. Yep. I think that's, that's honestly what the mini tour life does to a guy. It really puts things in perspectives when things start to click. Sure. Cause you look back at what you had to do to get to where you are. Yeah. I mean, things were a lot tougher than a, a, a playoff loss at, at the Honda, sure. you know? Well, that's where I'd hope he'd be anyway. But yeah. when you, when you talk about how that came to, it came to happen, you know, Kirk had a one stroke lead on the 18th. It's par five. Hmm. And you go, well, why don't you just lay up? He really thought, I listened to his interview, he thought Cole was going to birdie. Okay. So he mm. said, I need, I need to birdie to win. Sure. A par ties. And I don't, I don't mind the play. Because uh, for those that didn't watch, he hit it. He went for it. It's over water, the par five over yeah. water. And he had, had to hit a hybrid. And it looked maybe a little swipey. He just didn't catch all of it. But it was right at the pin. And I like the play. I mean, I like being aggressive. Especially if you're comfortable in that move, right? If you can just go, yep, I'm grabbing and I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. I like it. It's just execution. It's just got to be long left. Sure. Right. Yeah, you got to pull it. No left. 
right? Right. Left. left. Long left. And right. that's where Cole was. And, and, you know, he, he didn't have, it's a different, when you're under pressure, every chip becomes, you know, it's not just a chip, but he, you know, he just hit that chip a little too hard, rolled a through firm. the green oh, and yeah, got, made right. par. I watched it. So yeah. it was, I thought it was compelling. I enjoyed it yep. from the sport, from knowing the stories going on behind the scenes. Well, and that's where I think that's what the PJ and in fields like that last one where you don't you don't have the big names, but lean on those stories because it is life changing stuff for these guys. Yep. Um, where like a like a Roy McElroy winning ones, it's not gonna be like life changing for him, right? It's a right. great story, but it's not life changing. These guys, I mean, this it opens up the possibility, right? Kirk's going to play in the Masters now. You talk right. about the opportunity there. Yeah. Right? right. And things just start to snowball and and um that's what you got to lean on in, in, in stories like that. So yeah. uh, great week. Great week to look at um, from a viewer standpoint. How about, gentlemen, how we do in the DFS standpoint? Well, before I was going to ask, were you one of the only five guys watching Live this week? or <laughs> I didn't watch it. I didn't yeah. even turn it on. Yeah. No, I saw some highlights on, on Twitter. Um, you know, I think it, it's uh, – I just have no desire from what I've – I tuned in last year a little bit when they did, and I don't enjoy their broadcast team. Yeah, it they it's manufactured to me. Like I'm trying I, too hard. I've not but. watched a second of it, but I've been watching uh, the the Twitter feed and the feedback, and that's the yeah. comments I've been seeing. LJ is just seems like they're trying too hard. And I, I will say it's there's a lot of golf that gets broadcast. Um, this was I was watching on YouTube, so there's no commercials. You know, so there's a lot of golf. You're seeing a lot of golf, which is one thing that the PGA Tour struggles with a little bit when they get into the. They get into crunch time, and all of a sudden they're doing playing through with a commercial and you right. miss a legit birdie or something. Um, but now with Liv's CW deal, I mean, they've got ads going. So now it's like, okay, kind of take that away. Um, yeah, and I'm not super interested in the team aspect for professional golf. I that's a, call, that's a college thing for me. So I have no desire to watch it. I mean, these guys, they're playing in the master, in the majors, most of the, some of these guys that go to Liv. That's when I'll watch him. Yeah. That's that's when I'll watch. Yeah, and Charles Howell won. He did like by yeah. five. A lot. It I mean, was there big. was a, a yeah. big. There was a big gap. It wasn't necessarily like, competitive. Charles can't win on the PGA Tour. No, that's what's crazy about this. And then Liv, I follow him on Twitter, and I don't know if they're joking, but they said Pat Perez, top ten that. player right now. Oh my gosh, in the country, in the world, Pat Perez. Pat, Pat Perez. Perez. I don't think he's ever been a top ten player. Pat Perez. You saw that too, LJ? Yeah. Top 10. Top, what? He uh, must have a great agent. Yeah. <laughs> Get him top 10. So yeah, anyway, it's, it's smoke and mirrors over there a little bit. I, I have no desire to tune in. Well, I see in DFS you can play live yes, I have events. I have not dabbled, but I have no desire. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I think I, I saw um, America's Funniest Pets. Yeah. Got more viewers on CW. Than to live golf. So, well, and I don't want to overgeneralize, but you know, I've been watching a little bit of that full swing yep, on yep, Netflix, yep. Yep. which you guys have been on it for a while. Love I hadn't. It. Yep. If, if listeners out there, if you haven't tuned into that, it's really good. I mean, you start these, these, these players are people there. Yeah. That's, that's the main thing about it. I will say, like we talked about the formula one series last week. Um, too, and it is different. The same producers, but it's different in that like there's not necessarily the high tension, heart pounding drama. Yeah. But 
as someone that watches golf to to see these superstars idol or uh, humanized. Yeah. You know. Right. Don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but right. I mean the Tony Finau deal. That's, that that's might my be favorite. my favorite. Yeah. Al- almost brought me to tears. Yeah. Favorite episode. I mean, so th- my point was, and I don't want to overgeneralize, but there seems to be a type of person that's gone to live and a type of person that's stayed with the PGA Tour. That's probably it's over- pretty it's pretty close. You know, the the one that, you know, if you can say give respect to or whatever, but you know, Dustin Johnson seemed to own it really I mean, you talk about guys and the and their reasons of going. Yeah, like that's he a good was point. saying I'm going to I'm going to play less golf and I'm going to get paid more money. And that's that's why I'm going. And he said anybody if you were told Lucas In you can job. work less yeah. and we're going to pay you more, why wouldn't you? you why wouldn't you do that? That and, was his logic. And it was. Yep. And that's yep. that's fair, right? And I believe he's going to do that. The other guys that say it, they're not doing it, right? Patrick Reed, that was his reason. I'm going to play less and I'm going to get paid more money. He ended up last year he played more than he did at the BJ Tour. So it's like, okay, if you're not, if you're going to use that as an excuse, do it, you know, don't just do it. So I, I, I think Dustin, in my mind, it was, it probably made more sense as far as like, he just, he wanted to play less. He, he achieved things. He checked a whole bunch of boxes on the PGA tour and he wants to just kind of ride off. So with that being said, I don't have a problem with the guy, you know, if that's the best decision for him and his family, by all means, go knock yourself out. If you have an opportunity, I sure I might not watch it. But I'm not going to stand in his way. At this point, I don't. I don't think those players care if you watch it. They're getting paid, right? Exactly. Guaranteed money. They so if care. they have guaranteed money, where's the incentive for them to work on their like to be razor sharp, right? Well, that's why majors? they need to get into the majors. majors. That'd be yeah. the only yeah. thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we better get into this week here. Uh, back on the elevated event schedule. Are we going to uh, wrap up last week? Oh, yeah. We got to get into last nah, week. We don't so. have to. Yeah, we Let's do. Let's get into it. Let's see. So I had the goat. Yep. Uh, what do I you think? It's short lived. So do I go first with the goat? <sighs> yes. Okay. You do. So quickly, I had three players miss the cut Matt Kuchar, <laughs> not even close. Well, he played better the second day. And then uh, my boys, Russell Knox and Brian Gay, did not get it done. Plus five, plus nine. So you get three people ma- missing the cut. Left me with Padraig Harrington. The average age of my team, I might have got an award for that because these guys, I bet I was bumping close to 50 years old. Um, anyways, I had 240 points. Wow. I finished 22,194th out of 23,000 people. <laughs> that's, you know, you're aware we weren't playing worst ball. That's right? not easy to do, you guys. Oh, I got you. <laughs> what? Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. I, I made okay. a rookie mistake. I made a rookie mistake. You know, the week before Mark, did the ultimate rookie of not hitting submit. Didn't submit. Yep. Well, there's, yeah, and I always need to wake up in the morning and check Shit. your team. Oh, there was an out. <sighs> there was. Alex Noren decided, you know what? I'm going to sleep in and not play. He pulled a coocher. <laughs> he didn't even show up. He played a Vegas oh, coocher. No. Yeah. At about, imagine my surprise at noon when I check my lineups. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Withdraw. Alex Noren didn't even oh. show up. Yeah, we, were, we were high on him, too. I was high on him. So I have rookie mistake noted next to Alex Noren. So for the listeners, don't do as I did. Always wake up that morning and look at your lineup just Check to make it. sure they're still yep. playing. Yeah. And then I had uh, two missed cuts, Nick Hardy and Buckley. Total 
238 50. Oh, so another, for sure. Another second place finish in my locker. I'm just going to take this guy. Wow. I did not think that. Yeah. Happy for you. What was your point? LJ 354.5. Did you have a miss? I had two miss Matt Kuchar and uh, Grayson Sig. So Kuch was a surprise to me. I I didn't think he was going to play like that. Um, and in Sig, I mean, he was my value value pick to beat all value picks. So, no surprise there. And uh, but I had I had Shane Lowry, yes, who played well. Bromlett was leading after the first day, um, and Byung Hung An played well. Mm-hmm. He, he he had a nice nice solid. And then I had Ben Griffin in there, who's really solid. So, well, good. I'll for take you. that win. Yeah, good I'll for you. take it. You know, Cooch, I'm he shot 75, the first, but then he shot 69. So it's, that's the margin of error, right? One bad round, and you are See ya, missing packing. the cut. Yep. He's driving up the road for this week. Yep. Yeah, so this week we're uh, still in Florida. We're at uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard. Um, that's the full do we title get, if you see that. Do but, we get a kickback for you saying that? Because that's I would official. Hope so. No. Um, so we're at uh, Bay Hill. This is Arnold Palmer's course right great field great and course we had the opportunity to go play it uh was that a couple of years ago now doesn't matter I mean, yep whatever. january of 22 and uh i think you said it but it, it bears repeating so it the golf course almost doesn't feel like it should host a, a pga tour event it's like a it's an old school club that you just if you didn't know anything you'd walk in and you're just kind of oh yeah Oh, yeah, this is a nice course. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it hosts a PGA Tour event, but it's a fantastic golf course. I mean, it creates some uh, great stories. Such a good golf course. It's uh, very well designed. And then I think it's interesting, having looked at the history of the tournament, the variations in the final scores, the winning scores. And it's like last year was five under par, Scotty Scheffler. The year before that, Bryson won it at 11 under. Right. And then it was seven under the year before that, you know? So it's like, all these different, they can set up the course so different. Um, well, and it, rough and wind, I think rough wind yeah. plays into it. Yeah. 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 The rough, thicker usually. Yeah. Yep. I think I saw they got it at three inches uh, for this week. Um, but getting into the golf course, we got Bermuda greens on there um, and it's long 7,400 yards. What they play it. That whole, whole yeah. six is Yikes. that uh, horseshoe hole. The par five, the par five where Bryson tried to drive it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I think it was like a 500 yard, drive or something like that some crazy like that but uh yeah there's some good there's some good golf um being played my my claim to fame when we played it i birdied one and 18 from the tips wow um i, I don't think i shared this story on the on the podcast but when we got there and we got a four you have to have a four caddy with you and uh, you remember this, Mark? You I know? do remember yeah. i was there yeah so sorry did you call him a four caddy four caddy f-o-r-e yep why because he goes, he goes ahead and spots balls. So, and then he this meets you up at a green. Yeah. yeah, the high end clubs, Chuck. You wouldn't know anything. About I wouldn't that. know anything about this. <laughs> have a four, four caddy. caddy. Four yeah, caddy. so that's how the word four came to be. Four. You were yelling you to the spotter for four. If you're about to smuck him with the ball, yep, they'd yell four as towards the forward caddy, and so that it yeah, stuck. Four caddy. So anyway, our four caddy, Keith. Anyway, great guy. Okay, but beginning, we get to. Hole one, and he goes, "Where are you guys thinking of playing?" And I, I was like, "Ah, I think I'll I'll play back here. The the greens, it's the tips." And I had my NDSU golf stuff on, and I assumed he saw a couple swings on the range anyway. And he goes, "Uh, well, you sure about that? We usually reserve those. Those are scratch players." And 
you know, some of our better members play back there. It's like, uh, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. I'm going to give it a try. And then I go out and I birdie hole one. I hit it to like three feet on, on the first hole pipe and drive. And then, then it, he felt more confident with me being back there. And then I birdied hole 18, walked it in. He gave me a great read. Great way to start. That was man. a great birdie on 18. 18 is not easy. I walked it in. All. It's great. I was, I'm going to say You had some other birdies too. Did you, you probably had three eight, others. Uh, two, I know two other eight, wow. eight and 11. I, I stuck it on eight and then uh, 11. I pulled a 50 degree to like two feet, but uh, it's a good track. It's a great track. It's yeah. It's, track. Uh, you know, 17 is a fantastic par three. I think uh, I played it out of the what? Maybe. No, it wasn't eight that I birdied. It was like 220. 17 is 220. That's I what birdied seven and 11. Sorry. The length of the golf course is what's amazing. And those guys yeah. will still throw wedges around like nobody's business yeah you know crazy. they just bomb it so it's always fun to play somewhere and then see that see the tour event oh yeah, yeah i was there i i made birdie on that i one. took my shoes off on hole eight that's why i remember it i was playing it out of the water Ooh. so anyways um yeah just some key stats that i got chuck i got t to green you got to be able to get keep the ball in play uh we talked about the wind mm-hmm. uh with the weather there's a weather variable in there um and because it's a longer course i got bombers and, and guys that play well on long courses. Yep. Um, and then talk about Bermuda greens too. So I don't know if, if you had anything else in there. You touched on it. Yeah. I think all par threes are 200 plus. Maybe one of them was 190 something. Yep. So long, long par threes, threes, right? Um, bombers you touched on. Course history. Those that tend to play well here over the years typically continue that. And those that don't, like Shane Lowry is missed the cut every year. Oh, no. Good thing he's not on my team. (laughs) Um, 44 of the top 50 players. I wonder if Pat Perez must not be. He's the sixth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, Scotty Sheffs, the defending champ. And if you guys know, this year he's defended already. Yeah. At the Phoenix. Yep. Yeah. McElroy's eight starts, no missed cuts. How about that little nugget? How about the big big boy and John Rahm? He's Um, back. Yep. Johnny Rahm's there, too. So, anyhow. I think he's seven for seven in cuts and seven top tens. One approach might be with the wind because it tends to be windy here. Just go straight foreign players. They play well in wind. European European guys. European guys, guys that play over. Mm. I yep. like that. Yeah. Keep low. They like the wind. I like that. Yeah. Anywho, it's I'm not, not doing that. Who's picking first? I am. I'm the goat of the week. Bring it on. LJ. All right. Here we go. So I, I got John Rahm on my team. I just, of course, I don't see any way. And, and, I feel like he's starting to be polarized, right? You're going to start to see guys that don't put him on his squad because it's how many times can he do it? You know, like that. Yep. Um, And then I went with Will Zalatoris, who uh, is he? You know, he fits a lot of these um, key stats as far as how he plays the game. Um, And I like, I like his game. I like. So those are some big ones. Big ones. Be going low here to not crazy low. I got I got Jason Day at eighty five hundred. I'm a big Jason Day guy. He's trending. Yep. And then I went Tom Hoagie. Mm -hmm. You know he's had a couple weeks off. Mm -hmm. He's played well. And he's a value. He's a seventy three hundred dollars. Yeah. You know he's played well there. Yep. Um, And he's a great ball striker. Plays well in the wind. Um, I saw his name on the locker there. Oh yeah. yeah. She sent him a picture there. there. We were in the locker room after a round of golf playing. Rummy. Yep, Jin Rummy. And uh, his name was on the locker. That's cool. cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, then I went back to Joseph Bromlett. He played well mm. last week. He, 
wet after the first day. I yeah. think he's going to keep it rolling. Mm. And rounding it out with Emiliano Grillo, Ooh. who uh, he's 8-11 cuts, two top 10s, and uh, decent fantasy points per game. So that was my low ball at 66 was Grillo. Um, kind Have of you seen his history at this course in particular? I haven't. Nope. I, okay. I didn't get all the way to his history, but yep. um, he's played well in, in the past. Genesis, he made the cut and yep. uh, okay. has been making some cuts. So felt good with that lineup there, boys. All right. That's solid. Not bad. That's solid. You can finish third with that. I've never been more excited about a lineup than oh, I have for this week. Sabatini. Did you say that like two weeks ago? <laughs> well, now I'm more excited. Okay, okay. I'm, Love it. I've got course knowledge on my side yep. and some other variables. Okay, Scheffler defending. Jones He's Scotty, on my team. I like it. The guys, he, he can't be denied. He's I like not. it. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Um, another guy that's played well here. He's six for six on cuts, Terrell Hatton. Oh, yeah. yes. His course history yep. is solid. Yep. Yep. Uh, last year, Hovland, Victor, Victor Hovland Victor, was in the mix. Solid, There's yeah. another nine for nine cuts, three top tens. Got Hoagie. He's a value. We talked about him. I got a guy that idolized Arnold Palmer and really tries to embody what Arnie does with his fans, what Arnie did with his fans. Mm. Ricky Fowler. Nice. You son of a gun. Ricky is he out and he's look told me. I'm not, I shouldn't even look. Or not second. told me. Ricky he's told just, you. Oh, <laughs> now this is I, next level info. <laughs> Ricky Knight <and I> spoke. <laughs> and uh, he admits his game is coming around. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's feeling working good. with Butch Harmon. He's feeling feeling, good. He's, and I think he's, he holds Arnie up here on the on a pedestal. And then based on uh, full swing, yeah. I'm going. I'm going uh, uh, Damon. Yes, Joel Damon. Joel Damon. Well, he's got to care about this round now. He's got to. He's got. Or does he? Or does he? I love it. Or does he? Love Joel. That's my flyer. He's my 6800. I'm like, "Eh, I love Joel Damon. I like that guy. So that's my team. Needs a 78th ranked player or whatever you said, said. and he just didn't care. Yeah, I love it. Somebody's got to be the 78th best player in the world. Might as well be me. But the stuff he's overcome too. I mean, I like, we don't yeah. want to ruin it for nope, folks nope, that ever listen. We got to get going. So okay, I'm going. Yeah, you guys. It's like you look. Okay, um, I'm going McElroy. I like that each of us have a top mm-hmm. dog, but somebody different. Good. Yeah. So I'm going Rory. I like his eight for eight. I also went Hatton. Okay. T- yep. Ty Hatton plays well there. Then I have Day. Yeah. Everybody in the war in DFS is going to have Day Hill. I don't. Do you think so? Yes. You're gonna. He'll be the highest owned player. Okay. Hands down. Let it be said. I mean, like a month ago, I was on it. You no, were, I know you were. You were on it before it was trendy to be on it. Hawaii, yeah. You were there. Okay. Then I also have Ricky. Okay. Yep. And I have Hoagie. Yep. But my wild card here is Keegan Bradley. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. Keegan had a miscut last week, but prior to that, he was been playing really well. He lost like six strokes putting last week. Mm. He's still striking the ball. He's a, he hits the long irons very well. He does. Keegan, watch like this it. guy might win this. Guys, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun week. I'm excited to to watch uh, the tournament. And then on the other side, just quickly to touch on it before we go, we've got the Puerto Rico uh, Open, which is the opposite of field events. So another great opportunity for some storylines. It makes a lot of these guys' career when they go out and win this event because they win this event, they get into the Masters, that whole deal. It's still a PGA event, um, but opposite field. So it's going to be some great 
great to watch. I mean, two tournaments this week. It's going to be great. Check lineups before uh, first tee <laughs> time. And now they're in Florida, so East it's coast, earlier. Early. It's yep. early. I learned that the hard way. 4 a.m. is when it locks Thursday morning. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Check your lineups. 4 a.m. Check your lineups. Yep. All right. We're going to uh, call that an episode. It was a great episode. Thanks, Thanks again, boys. Uh, Chris yeah, Geis. Nice job. And uh, we'll hope to see you next time. Thanks.